Hi, folks. This is Dick Flax, uh, your monthly Inside Isla Vista host. This is a program where we explore some things that are happening in Isla Vista, and it's become regular for my segment to dialogue with Jonathan Abood, who's the manager of the Community Service District. Um, this is a good opportunity to get updated on what the CSD is doing uh, and uh, using that as a kind of portal into some of the uh, big issues that are facing the community of Isla Vista. So, Jonathan, welcome once again to Inside Isla Vista. Thank you for having me. Let's have you just give give uh, whatever sequence you want some of the things that you're working on uh, with the CSD. Great, thank you. You know, one one uh, pretty interesting thing that might that people might want to attend that's coming up in the next uh, in the next week, a week from now, next Tuesday, the 18th. Uh, the IV CSD in partnership with the IV Recreation Park District are hosting a community meeting to talk about the future of Isla Vista's nightlife and arts and, arts and cultural events and how, um, how we can make the community safer and plan uh, more fun and engaging events at night uh, in Isla Vista. So that's something that uh, we've been looking forward to for a while. We've also got a survey on our website that people can take to share their thoughts on uh, what kind of nightlife events or arts events or cultural events that they like to see in the community, especially as uh, people get vaccinated and COVID, uh, we get to exit COVID. We, um, we're looking forward to having events in person again. So we're, we're doing this event, this community meeting over Zoom uh, and the details are on our website, islavistacsd.ca.gov. That's just an event that's coming up. Are you have a panel or speakers who are going to be there? Yeah, we're going to have uh, members of the two boards from Ivy Rec and Park District and CSD. And we're uh, each, you know, every we're all reaching out specifically to business owners, uh, organizations that hold events, just any partners like that um, who could who could be participants or who could be the ones throwing the events or hosting them. Um, and it's just the first meeting to start getting people in the room to get them to start brainstorming, uh, to start seeing who's interested. And it's gonna be a longer process to then put together some sort of you know, coordinated nightlife plan in Isla Vista where you know, we'd, you know, we'd like to just have a more coordinated way of displaying what's going on and having uh, safe and fun events at night uh, that, you know, that people can attend and, you know, be, get fulfillment from. So that aren't, you know, uh, primarily centered around alcohol. So they're, but, you know, centered around community and arts and culture. So um, that's, so this is the first of many meetings, uh, but this is where we're kicking off our process and getting, getting to see who's interested and who wants to you know, start sharing ideas. So actually that raises to me an interesting kind of question, which is what is, has been the nightlife scene during this whole uh, pandemic uh, period? Um, aren't, like right now, are there restaurants open for uh, eating at night and stuff like, you know, places at least like that? Some are for sure. Uh, some of the outdoor dining at night is pretty lively. And but not everything is open like it used to be in some some restaurants that used to even host nightlife events that were really positive 
have to close down. Um, like California Tacos and Tap Room had a really great location. They developed a space to host events at night that are, you know, can draw crowds differently than uh, going to you know, a private party. But they unfortunately shut, you know, went out of business or might be temporarily out of business. It looks like they're not there anymore. Uh, so th there's, uh, there's, but there is activity. It's just not as much as before because a lot of the places um, are just, you know, there's some vacancies in Isla Vista. But, you know, study hall, I, you know, I think is a, is a bar that also serves food, has a pretty lively outdoor dining. Woodstocks does too, I've seen. Pizza My Heart has it. So there's, you know, the places that I've walked by at night uh, seem to be doing pretty well. And so, but one thing I'll say is, you know, our, our CSO escorts that our safety stations program that we provide on Friday and Saturday nights, which are the busy nights, our escorts seem to be down, but that's, you know, natural because, uh, you know, the people have, there's been COVID, but the, you know, there's been more contacts, uh, contacts uh, recently. So I think things might be ramping up and that's what I can like personally observe myself too. So there's, but it's not, it's not like very, as active as it was, you know, a year and a half ago. Of course, not not there yet, um, because also there's ten thousand people still not here. Half the population is not here. Too. Right, right. I'm I'm interested in. I've always been interested in the use of the Ivy Theater for community purposes. And was that happening before? Still happening before, before the lockdown. That was there a regular program of film and stuff like that. Or had that gone away before, even before COVID? Do you no, remember? I, I've been to a couple movies there. Um, their AS program board does it on Tuesdays. So that's nice. Like there's a movie night every Tuesday in Isla Vista. But it was not, um, you know, we could have, more could be done, right? We could right. Have maybe, you know, Fridays and Saturdays, performances, you know, other things. Uh -huh. So um, right now there's not a coordinated way to do it. And, you know, on, at UCSB on campus, there certainly is coordinated right. ways to host nightlife. Like, you know, I have personal experience at the Residence Hall Association, where I was president there. That is a nightlife system for the dorms uh, to have, you know, productive things for people to do, to be occupied and to, you know, be fulfilled and learn or you know, make friends. So, uh that's, I mean, I don't want to say that's exactly what we're doing, but it's the same thing. We need, we want a coordinated system, not just a one-off. Right. Uh, well, so. there was a period, wasn't there, when there were a couple of faculty from UCSB who were active in the, this kind of cultural activity in, in Isla Vista. Um, and I don't know if that's possible to revitalize that, uh, that involvement. Yes, no, I, some of those faculty and, and staff who are working on those things have moved on and some haven't, but, you know, right before the pandemic hit, um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's Jazz House was the, the last event at the Isla Vista Community Center, but it was uh -huh. such a great event. Um, so, and that was by Jeffrey Stewart, Professor Jeffrey Stewart. So, um, you know, we'd love to bring that one back. That yeah, event. definitely. That would be a great one. All right. Well, so repeat again. This is, did you say next Tuesday? Yeah, say it's, a, 
It's a community meeting on Isla Vista nightlife, arts and cultural events. It's Tuesday the 18th at 5.30 p.m. on Zoom and all the information's on our website, islavistacsd.ca.org. Okay, so that's that's one activity CSD is promoting. What, what else is happening? Well, so another another good one, uh, good news. So, you know, last, last time I was on the show, you know, we were talking about what are we going to do about a vaccine clinic in Isla Vista? And, you know, since then, we even heard that it's an hour and a half bus ride to get to the Hilton uh, vaccine site in downtown Santa Barbara. We're on the beat, on the, on the, so that's not sustainable from Isla Vista. You can't ask people to do that. Um, so we were able to secure one mobile clinic so far and it's going to be on may 22nd um it's going to start at 1 p.m and there's going to be 120 doses available uh and sign up is going to be in advance it has to be uh it has to be in advance there's limited walk up and we um and we're trying we need to get the signups you know, two days before so we're going to be promoting the appointments and those are going to be on our website, on our Instagram, um, to sign up for appointment. And the location is going to be at a on on Barcado del Mar, so it's going to be very central. Uh, so, and we're going to be distributing the Moderna vaccine, so two doses. So there'll be a second clinic on June nineteenth, which is cutting it very close when leases uh, turn over, but that's what we that's what the county was able to schedule you know we had asked for earlier dates but you know where there's other communities getting clinics too so we were you know this is the date we got is uh, may 22nd in isla vista at 1 p.m and then the second one on uh, june 19th and 120 doses available to the community and they can sign up uh, they can check our instagram or our website islavistacsd.ca.gov Sign up. So this is a little confusing to me because the just this morning on the NPR news they were really promoting the fact that um, now anyone over twelve will be able to get vaccinations, and this was a national story, uh, and and no appointments should be necessary. That there's a almost a glut of vaccine uh, available. So uh, yet you're talking about still a kind of rationing situation. So maybe that will maybe what you're ta talking about is going to be superseded or there's other are there other ways for people in the community of Isla Vista to uh, do walk up vaccinations do you know yeah I, I wish I could share and I you know I, I didn't know that we were going to still be uh, having appointments you know I, I had seen that too and I thought that um, you know maybe the mobile clinic would be revised to be walk up but it's still appointments. So that's what the county asked us to do is kind of public health department uh, asked us to do that. Um, but yeah, we, we promoted the walk-up appointment, I think at Earl Warren last week was pretty popular, but again, it's pretty hard to get to Earl Warren from Isla Vista because there's not a direct bus line that's easy and, and you know, fast to meet people's schedule. And we've just heard so much from community members um, on this issue and we've been working with uh, with some community members who are interested and that's how we secured a location to have 
a mobile clinic is, you know, we, we got in touch with um, some of the Greek organizations who have large parking lots. So people are concerned about this in the community, being able to access vaccines easily. But, and so this clinic's the first, hopefully we'll be able to get more. Maybe there's a one dose. So the focus that you have with that is, is on non-students, right? Who live in Isla Vista. I mean, we're gonna make it open to everybody. Um, it, it, we're gonna we're gonna be promoting it through the channels we have to non-students, but you know, students are welcome to get it too. Well, I thought aren't students entitled on campus from to the health from the health service to get vaccinated? No, UCSB doesn't do doesn't distribute vaccines anymore. It's all through the county public health oh, department. Well, this is <laughs> yeah, UCSB. To me, this is been, almost newsworthy because of so much being em emphasized right now by the governor and you know a lot of other voices that. You should be able to get a vaccine. Everyone can get a vaccine vaccination right now. Right. Yes, we're we're pushing for for more opportunities. Um, we're working on on it. That's something me and board president Spencer Brandt. You know, we're actively uh -huh. working on making it happen because you know we have to find space too that's able to host and everything. It, um, and because our space right now, the community center is being used as the um, pallet shelter. For, oh. for the homeless so yeah we're so we're, we're struggling on 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 that but we we're gonna get the first mobile clinic done and yes we we agree we we want more as much as humanly possible in isla vista to be distributed is better and so right so you actually alluded to the homeless situation i was thinking of asking about what you what you can say about what what's going on there um so what you just implied was that the, your space is now a place where people are coming in at night routinely. Is that what's happening? Or what, what's oh, no, just, just sorry uh, to back up for one second too. We did have a mobile clinic like this at UCSB uh, the other day, but it, it was oh. run by public health and extremely successful. So I just wanted to mention that like we already had one. In okay. the area, it was hosted at the UCSB campus. So this will be the second one. Um, but the homeless situation, well, the pallet shelter is, is not a it's not a shelter like walk up. It's the um, the pallet homes where people are signed up and are part of that system. So that's All right, well. Tell tell us more. Remind us more about what is actually going on with that. What is that? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not supposed to speak too much on it. It's a it's a county and Good Samaritan run operation, and they're mm -hmm. um, they're sharing the information about that. But the gist of it is, it's a uh, one month of it is left. It started in December, and it's um, these pallet homes, which are small uh, small homes that uh, people who are experiencing homelessness can live in while they you know receive services. So that's where I'll keep it. But and they have lots of they've had lots of information in in public meetings uh, describing what it is. So, I guess what prompted me to ask further about it is because I was just in conversation with someone and we realized we didn't know what the story was in Isla Vista at this point. Um, that that well. yeah, but okay. People, people can go to our um, if you go on our YouTube. Now it's on our it's not our YouTube channel, but if you go to the YouTube channel, I the city and watch the IVCSD board meeting on April um, 13th, uh, you can get it from the county's perspective 
what's going on there. So we, they, they would like us, you know, we're going to defer to them to share that information. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else is on the agenda, on your agenda? Yeah. Well, you know, we've, I've talked about in the past that our board is really interested in the, um, in the issue of reimagining policing and justice in Isla Vista. It's one of our main board goals. Uh, we were, we were slated to have a presentation today or yesterday, I guess, May 11th um, on the SNAP program, Student Neighborhood Assistance Program from the city of San Luis Obispo as, um, as a, just to get, start getting more informed about it to see if we'd want to implement it here. Uh, but it essentially would be something like an unarmed response uh, that to community quality of life issues like noise complaints or things like that. Um, being able to send someone who's not armed with a gun to let the let the residents know to to you know, not to turn down their music. So uh, this has been done actually in Isla Vista on a volunteer basis on you know certain days like on Deltopia in the past. So it's um, we've tried it in a way we've tried it, uh, but we we it's never been you know, rolled out like this and not by the csd it was a uh, you know, volunteer basis you know 2015 a long time now so uh this would be you know the csd is looking into it and we're getting we were gonna get a presentation from slow who's been running this program for i think 20 years now uh so we it's gonna come back in june but it's an active topic our board is looking at which is the unarmed response to community issues. Right. And which is so, so I'm gathering that at, at uh, San Louis, at uh, Cal Poly up in San Louis Obispo, they have a program like this longstanding, um, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I've been seeing much, I don't know much about it, uh, that there's a growing movement on campus, including ours for, um, alternatives to the campus police force per se. Is that something that uh, you guys have been connected with yet or in conversation with or, because that's clearly, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we, we are, um, we want to be in touch with all those groups. We're not in touch with them yet, but when we want to get them, what, you know, we, we want to get them to be at this community presentation and then to start meeting about it. You know, that's the first step is just get the information out to everybody from slow. And then, uh, then we want to start having, you know, discussions with stakeholders uh, on it. And our board has talked about UC, you know, we haven't, you know, we're, we're not anywhere specific yet, but, you know, we, we, we have the relationship with UCPD on the safety stations, which is our unarmed uh, safety presence in Isla Vista. Uh -huh. And our legislation, our, our restriction, not our restrictions as a district is that we can only contract with the University of California or Santa Barbara Sheriff's Office for enhancing uh, police protection services. So that could, you know, so that, that would be how we would implement something like this. We'd have to contract uh, with one of those agencies to, to put it in place. Yeah, I mean, I have no, I'm not at all aware, uh, knowledgeable about how, what what folks are envisioning when they say they want to uh, replace the campus police force and so forth. But probably there's, I, I think I just saw a reference to a, 
upcoming conference, Zoom, Zoom, of course, conference on this issue of campus police within the UC system. I believe that's the case, but I shouldn't even bring it up. I don't have the information right in front of me. Maybe while we're talking, there's a way I can find it. But um, besides police and what else we've been talking about, are there other, you mentioned budget issues as a probably central concern. Yeah, I, we don't have issues, thankfully. <laughs> we're, they're all, our, our budget is in great shape, but we are taking input on our budget and what we should be spending money on. Um, and that, that survey is on our website too. And you can win a $25 uh, gift card. Uh, 50 people will be in a drawing to, or will we'll win a gift card if they take our budget survey. So we, we love doing that. And we love hear, hearing the, you know, the responses from people. And um, we get, we've gotten 100 people respond so far. And we, you know, we oh. welcome even more. Uh, and, and so that's our budget survey. And the last thing is, this is big news for us. And our board is, you know, it's, it's pending our board approval on the 11th, um, but we'll, you know, we'll get it out in May is we're posting two jobs at the IVCSD. And one is uh, a full-time permanent position, which is the community engagement director. And so, that job is going to be available on our website for people to apply uh, starting this week, starting on the, by the 14th. So that's a, that's a big news for you know, people who are listening, who uh, want to maybe work at the IVCSD. We, we're hiring. Say a little more about what those jobs are. Um... Oh, yeah. So the, the first job, the one that's um, for sure being announced this week, the other one is, you know, we're working on it. It might get announced, it might not. But the, the one we really want to highlight now is the community engagement director, uh, which is a full-time, you know, high-level position. Uh, the salary range is, you know, 60000 to 75000 huh. platinum, health benefits, retirement plans. And we're really looking for someone dynamic and who's going to integrate into the community and partner and, you know, run our outreach efforts and raise awareness of the district and build our partnerships and uh, get us out there more. So it's a, it's a big position. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the major goals of the CSD right now is to become more visible in the community. And so it's a, it's a big job, but we're excited to be hiring it. So that's, I wasn't clear. Is that a definite hiring? Yes. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The other one is pending. Um, our board is reviewing it still, but we will be posting it um, eventually. Just I'm not. I can't commit to it right now. Is um, a is a program manager for the Isla Vista Compost Collective. So we're that's one uh -huh. of our other programs that we operate, and um, we it, we had been running it with a uh, you know very part time temporary employees. Uh, for this first year as a pilot, but we're moving into a permanent position to do the management and operations of the compost service that we provide and to take the program to the next level. That's another one we're looking at, but it's a part-time position and we're still looking at the details, how it would look. You know, the community engagement piece, of course, is something that I've constantly been in certain ways focused on in my, my own long history of somehow relating to the Isla Vista community. And one of the problems of, of self-government 
necessarily turnover of population. And so the, the fluctuation of engagement is a problem in any community, but possibly more complicated in Isla Vista. So it's great that you have this opportunity to make that kind of appointment. And I like, you know, given my uh, abstract, philosophical, theoretical nature, I would say Isla Vista could be a laboratory or a model community for developing means of ongoing engagement among especially younger folks. So that's something that maybe could be part of the, the conversation about it. It's not just IV specifically, but what can we learn about the question of engagement from the direct experiences we do in Isla Vista. So I actually did uh, find the um, conference that I referred to earlier. Its title is Organizing for Abolition in California Higher Ed, May 21st, Friday to May 23rd. I'm not sure how that uh, is going to be organized, but it is a Zoom conference. There's a website and the website is defund, disarm, CSU. That's one word, defund, disarm, CSU. And that's where information about the schedule and nature of this project can be found. Those interested in that, that's a week from this weekend. Sounds good. Those are our big things right now in May. Well, maybe in your trustee of community college, there's something that you have to mention about that. One thing we're working on there is looking at what the vaccine requirement is going to be for people coming on campus. Just like the UC has been looking at that and is putting forward a policy to to require it with some exemptions if a vaccine gets FDA approval. So that's what I'm looking to support. We're having a board meeting on Thursday the 13th to discuss it, maybe make a decision, maybe wait a little more, but I'm going to be pushing. And I, I asked for this to be on the and to have the meeting for it. Too. The expectation is that uh, City College will be reopened in the fall or even in the summer. Well, it's unclear what exactly. I mean, we've had classes, some on campus already. Most people, though, the vast majority of our employees don't work on campus right now. Right, right. And the administration has a return to campus plan, but the board may be may change that depending on what we decide on vaccine requirements. So that uh-huh. the plan to return to campus is based on no vaccine requirement right now, because you know board hasn't decided that. But if, if we do decide that, and I hope we do, then we would change the return to campus plan to to be different. Personally, I don't think people should be on campus without a mandate, right. uh, especially required. You know, if you have to come in right now, <laughs> people are coming in right now or anyways, but I don't think anyone should be required to be back on campus to be educated or to work without a vaccine requirement present. So, Yeah, I and, mean, you know, it's been observed by people that, you know, there are a lot of other vaccine requirements for other vaccines built into our society, into our culture, into travel and so and schooling and so forth. And it's just astounding that in this case, there's so much uh, doubt about whether you can mandate it. But uh, so I was actually personally glad you see announced that, that this would be a requirement pending FDA approval, as you said, which seems to be forthcoming. Anyway, I think we've reached the um, time frame that we're supposed to be reaching here on Inside Isla Vista, which is the name of the program that you've been listening to, assuming you've been listening to it. 
Uh, I'm Dick Flax. I'm a sociology professor, retired at UCSB. I have my own KCSB program. It's the Culture of Protest, uh, 6 p.m. Thursdays is on the air. We'd love to have you listen to that as well. But thanks again, Jonathan, for all that you do and for filling us in on all these matters. Thanks for being with us and take care of yourself. Thanks for having me again.